The Premier League title race is back on. And is it time for Chelsea to sack Graham Potter? There is lots to get through on this episode. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First thing is first, if you're not already, hit that subscribe button. Give us a follow if you're listening on Spotify. It helps us to help you with better content every single week. We won't hang about. There is lots to get through in this episode. First and foremost, we have got the title race. A lot of people, Reese included, thought it was all over. But with a dramatic weekend of fixtures and results, it is very much back on we will also get to the state of Chelsea Football Club with Graham Potter as well. But we will kick things off at the top of the league. So, Arsenal, dramatic comeback, 4-2 away to Villa. A Man City drop points away to Forest. Jamie, we'll start with the team who seemingly struggled at the weekend and dropped points at a key time. City, it's basically a loss, let's be fair. Talk to us. You were at the game. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, at Forest, new ground. So I was quite happy to go. Um, to say we struggled is like it's just not true. <laughs> we, we didn't struggle whatsoever. We only struggled to put the ball in the back of the net after countless charge chances. I haven't actually seen the XG. I, I, I should have seen that, but I'm sure it it should have been about. Four, like four goals to probably their one chance that they scored. But during the game, when you miss chances like that, to anyone in the league, you pro- you're probably going to get punished. And I texted you two 10 minutes before the goal, they, they scored the goal. I went, we've missed way too many chances. They're going to have their first shot on target and score. And lo and behold, it happens. It's sort of what's... Not disheartening because I agree, John. It is like a loss because we shouldn't. In the game, we controlled so much chances that we missed. That is a that's like a loss. That it's and I think Carl Walker even said after it's not acceptable. Um, I think he's probably a bit harsh in terms of things because any other day we win that game four nil, laughing, joking, going with joint top of the league, top on goal difference. It, sh- it was just one of those days. We'll come back, we'll, we'll perform exactly the same way and we'll win 4-0 and that could be against anyone. So I'm not concerned in that aspect because obviously we had the massive high during the week against Arsenal, beating them. Um, That that was sort of, a di- it was a completely different performance in terms of we had 70-odd p- possession against Forest and then only 36, something like that against Arsenal. Um both we should have won should have won both games really. That's just the way it is though. Um I still think I've got to try and be like um optimistic. We've currently gained a point on Arsenal from if you look before the Arsenal game. That's, that's the clutching. That is, <laughs> that is clutching it's, clutch, it's clutching <clears throat> I still Said to you both last week, I would have taken a draw against Arsenal, thinking we'd go and win on the weekend. And that would have been then still the sort of six-point gap to the five-point gap. Kind of it is. 
I think we can still do it on based off. I think we'll get we will get more points over it, and we've still got to play Arsenal at the Etihad, so it's still huge games. Um, I think probably bring it on to Reese about Arsenal from their perspective. What did you make of your well, the two games really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I remember saying last week uh, that I thought that we'd try a little too hard against City. And I think that was the case of just like running out of steam. Um, I still don't believe we'll win the league. I just don't. I just don't think our games are in our favour. Everyone goes on about the game in hand, but you do have to win your other games. So it becomes obsolete, really. Um, I think what was a relief at Villa was that is that we won without necessarily playing well if you look at the games we've won all season it's because we've been better let's be honest we've gone toe to toe and beaten them all you know comfortably or ground out the result this time we needed luck and we got some luck off the back of Martinez's head and then of course his decision to come up and ignore the coach's orders and let, allow us to break that was a big relief because it proves that, okay, when you're not playing well, you can still nick the three points. That's important. However, of course, you know, they, they've got to build on this again next week against a vastly improved Leicester. It just doesn't look easy. Whatever league, whatever game there is, you know, there's still so many to go, but it's massively important that they use that momentum and take it into the game on Saturday. But yeah, it's a great result to see. I mean, I think City will still see it as a point gained. Yes, they were better. Than City than Forest, but you know, at the end of the day, it's still a point. But of course, there's Man United now very much looking over, you know, we're looking over our shoulders at them because the momentum under them right now is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I think to to the, the Arsenal win for me, again, it, it shows a bit of what we thought Arsenal had suddenly lost. You know, we thought the momentum had gone, we thought their heads had gone down. And I do think, again, to go back to our previous points, you know, this is a different Arsenal side we're witnessing here. There's there's no way, you know, we can talk about them being a momentum team, as we've said before. And maybe that's still true, but we're seeing resiliency. I've said it before, we're seeing resiliency out of this Arsenal team that we, we've not seen ever. Or when I say ever, I mean, you know, 10 years plus. Like, that is a game last season. You go 1-0 down, you go 2-1 down, and you just fold. You don't win, you don't come back, you don't threaten... And again, you know, I, I I slightly disagree with you, Reese. I think in the second half, you you did play well and you did deserve to win. You know, you look at the XG, XG 100% supports that. Um, you look at Odegaard's miss with 10 minutes to go, one of the worst misses of the season. Um, and then you go and score, somehow still go and score two more. Um, a little helping hand from Martinez, perhaps. But the reality is you're, you're getting in these tough situations and you keep, finding ways to come back. Yeah, we needed the luck. There's no doubt, you know. Yeah. We needed that little bit of that deflection, that odd bounce, just to give us something. Because I think I think when you get that, it does give you that hope that you, you can achieve. You know, you, you can't win every game just by being the better team. You know, you do need some yeah. luck, whether it's in your, you know, in your favour or out of your favour. That, yeah, and that it, Villa game was it. It did not matter how you played; you just had to win. That that's really all it came down to. It did not matter because you went from the Everton, Brentford, City results. It just it was just to get out of that small small rut 
that you you will get like people who thought Arsenal were going to match their first fifty points in the first half of the season with the second didn't realise that you teams just get in these ruts like it's sometimes small and that's what helps you go and to get the ninety odd points that City and Liverpool have been doing and that's what Arsenal need to do they need to hope that's their ruts done and they might have another small one which is one or two games but they can't have tons and tons more if they're going to get to, like I say, the 90-odd points. I don't actually think you need 90 points to win the league. I think it will be a bit lower. Um, but yeah, that game, it was just... It it did not matter, especially how you actually technically won it. Forget the fourth goal. It's the third goal where it's come off the defender's... Uh, the goalie's head. I was walking... I'd left at the pub and was walking towards the forest ground and I just jokingly said... Oh, Arsenal are going to score. It's going to be a Martinez own goal. And sadly, I was bloody right. And I, I, the two calls I made on the weekend, I was right. And I wish I put money on them. We should have, uh, should have asked you for the Saturday round. night uh, lottery yeah. numbers, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> it was not, yeah, not, not great from my perspective, but it happens. Every team will get it in one way, shape, or form. Although this is probably what. You had Larice just throwing it in before in the derby. <laughs> now you got the Martinez header back in the goal. I think every team, every every team who wins the league, you know, you you might say, "Oh, City weren't lucky," even when you won. You know, every single team who wins the Premier League gets luck at some point. But over the course of the season, you know, if you're top, you deserve to win. Absolutely, but yeah. It's them decisions that you just see in little decisions, little moments in games. So maybe we were wrong. Maybe it's not over. Um, I don't think it was ever over. I think only, only <laughs> really, well. I guess Arsenal fans thought it was thought it was over because they thought they they've sort of folded and they thought City are going to be like they have been in previous years where they go and win 10, 10 games on the trot. We're not that team at the moment. We're not that team at the moment. So that's where I feel like it was a bit preempt them going. It's over. It's dead. Even though. If you look at Arsenal fan TV, the contrast in space of what four days of the videos, title race dead done. Oh, it's back on. We're going to yeah. win it. It's it's quite I'll funny. Tetter out, Brigade. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure they were all tetter out about no. seventy four times, and then yeah, they shouldn't have him out. I mean, I think it's just I think it's still a year or two too early. I think for us. Yeah, yeah. but it's obviously you're must it like, <laughs> Arteta's admitted he had a plan, and you're ahead of that plan. Of course you are. Like I think us us three did not. I don't think any of us had Arsenal top four at the start of the season. So it shows how much you've progressed in a quicker time frame than you expected. I think we should move on to the third team coming into this title race, and I don't like saying it, <laughs> but it looks like Man United are joining the title race. Do you two agree that they're in the title race? Because currently they're five points off Arsenal and Arsenal have a game in hand. Do you still think they're in the title race or do you think it's overhyped media? Oh, for me, 100% they're in the title race. The the form and the momentum they've found out of seemingly nowhere it is just mind-blowing. And again, it'll be relevant you know, for our second topic of today, but Ten Hag didn't have the best start at Man United in the short term. And there was a lot of people already going, oh, he's out of his depth. What's he doing? 
absolute farce, etc. The usual, you know, Twitter Twitter crowd. And lo and behold, they've now put on one of the most ridiculous sort of short-term runs out of nowhere, you know, for any big club we've seen in a while. Um, and, you know, we've got to give, we've got to give Rashford ridiculous amounts of credit because he has single-handedly carried Man United through this run. Um, but they're in it. The, the form they're in at the minute, you cannot deny they are, they are in it. They're the most informed team out of the top three. Um, they've got the most momentum, I, I'd argue, at this point. Again, short term, but it looks like they're just going to win every game in the minute. You say, City, you say that just about the form, Jordan, but if you look at the last five games, they've, they've matched City and Arsenal have dropped, I think, one point difference. It might be one, it might be a bit more than that with the Arsenal one. So it's not actually as good as sort of... It's not like they've actually won the last five. That's that's the only argument I'm yeah. making. It does seem it because they're winning quite well. That it, it is sort of like if when I watch some Sky Sports, I would then believe in my head that they've won the last five. So yeah. there is a slight. I do think that's why I mentioned the media before because they do hype up United more, and that's what they're, they're going to do. That they're going to do it with Liverpool and they're going to do it with United, in terms of hyping them up a bit. And sometimes it's actually blown out of proportion but I would agree I think they're in the title race because you were class in City in the title race in the exact same position what United are off Arsenal so I think it's only fair you actually do put them in a race and yeah Rashford is being that one who's I wouldn't say single-handedly I think you're being a bit unfair on a few others sort of Casemiro's done wonders for that midfield Bruno Fernandes is popping up at the right times and then you've got to look at the defence. Luke Shaw's been good for, for very good since the World Cup. Uh, Martinez, I've, United fans are telling me he's the best centre-back in the in the league. I think it's a bit too much, but they're clearly very happy with him. He's doing a big job for them. Reese, now you're very um, pessimistic. <laughs> Will United catch Arsenal? If you think City are, do you think United will? Yeah, they can do. You know, you can't say they can't until it's mathematically impossible. No, 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 but I'm saying will they? It's a yes or no. It's not they can, they can. I want, I want a yes or no answer uh, from you. <laughs> before I give you my yes or no, my concern is is the only disadvantage for them is they've already played Arsenal and City twice each. So they have to rely on pretty much the other two dropping points and I do think United are prone to a silly defeat, as we saw with Villa, as we saw with Brentford, as we saw with Brighton. Um, particularly, I think they can; they're still capable of doing that. But the momentum is on their side. I think it comes down to how Arsenal and City treat themselves. Like it comes down to how Arsenal deal with Leicester next week, or West Ham away, or Liverpool away. Chelsea at home, it comes to those games where Man United were going to have to pounce. They've got to. And it'll be the same for City if they go away from home, um, you know, or they've still got Liverpool to play, for example, and they slip we've up. Got, so with that, Liverpool are very much involved in this. They've got to play all three of us. Mm. You, United and Arsenal have got to go to Anfield. Liverpool have got to go to City. And so 
Liverpool are a massive part of this title race, not in the way they thought they would <laughs> thought they would be or want to be, but they're a part of it due to how much they can influence it. No, and that that's that's an important thing to note. Like that's where I think it has to come down to it. Like United will have a capital capitalize. You know, if you look at them against Leeds the other week where they drew two two, you know, it was them sorts of things where they they're capable of messing up and then they go away to Leeds that Sunday and beat them two 0 so it just goes to show how they're capable of doing it on their day, but they're going to have to hope that, yeah, that you know the other two teams slip up in those those banana skins. But they're definitely in it. You know, they're definitely in it if Rashford keeps carrying them. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think Martinez has been outstanding. I think Casemiro has been a great buy for them. They've got all the makings to do it. You know, it's just doing it. If you look at them at Leicester, they could have been two 0 down at home to Leicester yeah. pretty quickly. Which they weren't. It does. It's irrelevant now. But you know, would City have killed them for that? Would Liverpool kill them for that? After following Liverpool's performance at the weekend, okay. they could do. So that's the only difference for me with them at the moment. But they're definitely in it, and I think both teams should look nervously over their shoulder because they can catch them. You know, I think that Eric Ten Hag and Man U they've won the most games out of all of Europe's top five leagues, and I think that's all competitions or something like that. Yeah, but, but they're in the, Europa. the league. The league will, uh, the league cup will help that because they're in the they're in the final, and the Europa League will help with that. But it's still an interesting stat, you know. Nonetheless, I think he's transformed them better than anyone else, and he hasn't gone out there. Yes, he signed Casemiro, but he hasn't had to have made, you know, those big name signings all the other managers have had. He's bought players that fit his system. That's what it is. That that's what he's been doing. And I'll say this again: he's been a manager, not a coach. After that Brentford game, he dropped Ronaldo. He made that decision and he handled the decision brilliantly. And look at the benefits it's given them since then. So, can't fault him for that. Yeah, I do have to say, I, he has had a lot to deal with. Like, he's had a few things and he has dealt with them well. Um, Ronaldo being one, Sancho being another. Although, I feel like they're a bit... sort of That couldn't happen at many other clubs. Sort of sending Sancho away for three, four months. So, not even be around the squad. It's not something, you know, that's not something teams lower lower down could do. You couldn't see Brighton throwing their best player, just picking a player, sort of like McAllister gone for like three months. You, you can't have that. Um, so it's sort of a bit of luxury on that part, but he's dealt with he's dealt with it so well, I think. Um yeah, um with them, I think winning the League Cup could be a very good start for them towards the title push because a lot of teams I've seen it myself. I've seen Chelsea do it as well. Winning the League Cup then pushes you on to go and win the title. Yeah, they're looking good. They're looking good. And I think to just to finally, before we sort of move on, I think that their only sort of drop points recently was Leeds. And that was the new manager, the new manager bounce. And as we know, that is the most powerful weapon in football at the minute. Um. And I guess I'll, I'll let you guys speak first on our next topic, but that, that moves us on nicely. As we discuss new manager bounces, Southampton, bottom of the league, new manager comes in, they sack uh, they sack Nathan Jones, and then they go and get a win away at Stamford Bridge. Before I, uh, before I get deep into this, uh, Jamie, we'll start with you. Graham Potter and Chelsea... What are your thoughts? Should he be sacked? Should he stay? Because it seems to be divided in the internet. 
Um, it's a tough one to be honest because the form is sackable, and uh, if it's Abramovich, he probably would be gone by now. I think it's obviously Bowley is different, but the argument I have is you spent so much money in January, so much money. You're probably going to go and spend some more. You're going to spend more in the summer. It can't just be buying buying a random random player like a bunch of random players. It's got to be for some reason. I don't know who's in control of it. If Bowley is in control, and then saying, "Oh Potter, I bought this player by the way," or it is they're having a discussion, going, "What do we need?" Okay, we want a winger. Bowley gives you like three four names. Got these three. They're all young. Blah blah blah. And get them. Okay, do that. It could be something like that. It depends. If Bowley's the one taking full charge, then Potter's not really getting his say to build his team. Um, that would be more concerning for his job. If that's the case, then I think he should he probably should be gone because the form's just sackable. It's relegation form. Like it it's two two wins in the last 14. Um Jordan, Jordan did probably want to say it's not 15. The 15th game was a friendly. I'll put it out there for him that people are saying around the internet. But that that is sackable form. Sean Dyche has come into Everton and got the same amount of wins in three games. That's just, I know that it's it's completely different on who you, well, no, it's not really, is it? You're playing bottom of the league and you're still losing. So something's got to give, but I feel like he's going to get time. I don't see the point in sacking Tuchel and then sacking Potter in one season. No, it is pointless. I mean, I mean, you do look at the record. You know, one nine, lost nine, drawn seven. It's not the worst. It's really not that bad. You know, and if you look at how many games where they should have won it, they just didn't convert their chances. You know, you have to feel like eventually it should click, um, especially with the players they've got. There's definitely an imbalance in that team that I think he needs to address by trimming the squad, you know, and bringing more of his own players. But like everyone's saying about needing a striker, but like he had a striker at Brighton and Neil Wiper didn't exactly bang in the goals for him, but he got results. So he relies on the rest of the team by the sounds of it to all contribute. It's going to take time. You know, people want to give managers time, but then they don't. And it's, the whole point is, is the whole point as well, if you don't want a manager and you want to bring in a coach, well, you can't coach people over the course of two months. You have to train people. You know, we all do it throughout life. You can't just learn it straight away. So, if Todd Bowley, which I think he will keep with Potter, Todd Bowley is an American owner. American owners are often very patient because their sports rely on this coaching method. Building a team, building a team. That's what they do. That's the point of it. It makes perfect sense. And this is where the game is heading, but we'll discuss that for another day. What, what you know, obviously the money involved, the money losing in the Premier League is very much a big gamble. That's the only problem. You know, finishing two places higher or three places lower could lose millions. But you've got to, you know, you've got to understand sometimes you've got to take two steps forward to make it, you know, to then push forward. It, Arteta is proving that if you do that, it can work. So you have to, you have to, you know, stay calm and just be like, okay, then maybe just write this season off. But we've got the players to build something. Hope for next, you know, it's it's not been great, but you know, you only lost to a free kick. Let's be honest, like yeah, last week a direct free kick. So it's just one of those. Yeah, and James Wall Price, by the way, we got to shout the man out. I mean, 
he, he's record. I think 17 Premier League goals from free kicks now. He's close to equaling Beckham. And he's just unreal. Like, simple as that. He, he's just unreal at free kicks. And But uh, from my side, I've got so much to say, but it, it's a real, real tough call for Bowley. And although he's spent so much money, this is a real early test of, of his resolve as an owner. Because we're so seemingly so desperate to begin this new era, you know, move on from the past. And, you know, the sacking of Tuchel, it felt like that was a throwback to the to the Abramovich days. But the hiring of Potter then goes against that. And, and I think every Chelsea fan thought that the hiring of Potter is going to be, right, we're building for the long term, long term, long term. And, and people understood that. And, and let's, like, let's go back, you know, to September when we hired him. If you asked any football fan in, in, you know, a lot in England, but in any country, who's a great manager now with a lot of potential, everyone would have said Graham Potter. Let's not forget that. Like, you don't become a bad manager in a matter of a few months. And I think this, that the situation we're in, particularly the, you know, the, the fans turning on Potter is just such a, a summary of modern day football. There is absolutely zero patience whatsoever. Um, and you look back, you know, probably Sir Alex Ferguson is the best example, maybe Arsene Wenger. We, we, we are past those days, sadly, but you're not in this position now where managers will stay and, and genuinely be given time. Now, I don't know, you know, we can get political and philosophical about all the reasons as to, as to why, but we're just in a different, we're in a different world of football. And the modern day, you know, the modern day manager does not get time. And I think the problem for Potter is, I feel like he's lost the fans. And 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 look, I'm, I'm not going to say that based on Twitter, right? But, you know, there's a few, been a few fan pages going, oh, we're going to have a protest to get him out of the club. There's, you know, Potter out trending. And, and I'm not saying that represents 100% of the fan base, but... You know, I've seen plenty of, you know, clips and stuff and it's getting very, very toxic already. Now, again, I'll, I'll let you guys go on before I, I say all my points, but the the issue is for me, why why have we hired Graham Potter? Because, Reese, as you said, you know, maybe it's an American star, whatever, but you want to get a good manager who's been proven in the past with long-term projects who can hire his own squad, build his own squad, build his own playing style. So if you're going to get in a long-term manager, why are you going to sack him based on short-term results? Like if you're getting a long-term manager, judge him on long-term results. Now the, the current season, right? We're 10th in the league. It's very apparent. We're not going to get champions league. Not with, without a shadow of a doubt. Europa league's looking potentially unlikely unless we do a sort of Man United spin on form and go on a crazy run, which under Potter, I have to be honest, is, is unlikely right now. The Conference League, many would argue it, it's, you know, more of a curse than a gift or whatever, however you want to look at it. So I don't think, other than the fans losing faith and a bit of bad atmosphere, I don't think we've got much to lose in the short term by keeping him. It's not like, we're, you know, all the jokes, oh, you know, we're going to get relegated, all that, all that BS, right? Obviously, jokes aside, we're not in a relegation battle. Like, it's bad, but it's not that bad. 
So the difference between 10th place and, and 12th, I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but the difference between 10th and 12th place isn't a lot, right? So there's not much downside other than the toxic nature and whatever. There's not much downside of keeping him right now. We're not suddenly going to lose a Champions League spot that we're not going to get anyway. So my take on it is you can't judge him. You can't judge a long-term manager on short-term results. And you're either trusting the process or you're not. And I just, at the minute, again, I've got more to say, but I'll, I'll circle back around to you guys on that. It, the form the form is, is sackable, as you said, Jamie, but I think you need to give him a bit more time to implement a way, a playing style before just, just, just sacking him. Yeah, definitely. Like you have to, you have to be able to put your, and this is also the thing. He hasn't had like a pre-season. He's come in. I know it's been a while. He's had the World Cup, but the World Cup, all the players have gone. So, and then you've gone and signed a fair few in the January window. So he's not really had like a pre-season to sort it out really. And that's, and from sort of speaking of City aspects, we saw Pep in his first season, didn't do that great. Like we came, we came fourth. And there were a few times where I've like, we had one of his worst results where we got battered 4-0 by Everton and people were like, Pep can't do this in the Premier League. I had the preseason. Obviously, had one before, but had an had the proper preseason after training for a year. Bang, hundred points. It's you do have to give him time. You see, in Arsenal with Arteta doing it as well, giving him time. So that's where I slightly disagree with you, Jordan. Saying about the modern manager, if you'll get some, it depends on the owners whether you're going to get sort of the long term strategy. And that's where Arsenal were implementing it because they could have easily got sacked Arteta last year. Yeah. Um, then City, there's probably not been a case where you've been sacking Pep, but he's, in my opinion, the one of the greatest managers ever. So it's hard to put him in the same sort of category in, in with others. But you do sometimes get a bad fit of a manager for a club. I'm not saying this is of Potter, doesn't mean he's a bad manager if it doesn't work at Chelsea. He could then go to another club. I'm just going to pick Fulham, for example, and then turn them into like what Brighton are doing, although they're, f- they're fairly up there with Brighton anyway at the moment. Um, but it's sort of... And actually, they're above Chelsea. <laughs> Sorry, had to jump <laughs> dad that in. Um, but it's sort of... it's Sometimes it's just not a fit. And that could be the step up from a Brighton to a Chelsea that could just be fall short where he could be better doing the England job, for example. It's just, it depends. So I think you've got to stick out with him. Like you say, Jordan, there's not much to lose, but it's more, do you just try and get some bounce? Like if you sack him, try and get some manager bounce and try and win the Champions League again. Well, that's that's it. To be honest, you you sacked... Who did you sack? And then you got Tuchel in. Oh, uh, yeah. So and it then was... you, oh, you sacked Lampard, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then you got Tuchel in and you won the Champions League. And at that point when Lampard got sacked, no one had you down to win the Champions League. No one. No, like you yourself wouldn't have actually gone, yeah, we've got a realistic chance. It's... So that's that's the only plus I can see. But 
who are you going to bring in? Like, who actually are you going to bring in? So that, and that's where I feel, feel like there's not much out there that you're going to get who's going to turn around and turn this squad around, in my opinion. I think you've just got to be time bedding, embedding these players, give them six months now just to sort of learn the Premier League, learn the tactics, then kick off for next season. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, this is it. Is Potter's gone from an environment where there wasn't really pressure on him. Ostersons, Swansea, Brighton. It was all about just, you know, offering something different. And even at Brighton, there still was a pressure on him. I think if he'd have finished 17th, he probably wouldn't have been this sacked. <clears throat> so, but he was improving each time. Every, You know, his time at Swansea, he had one season, but he changed that club from top to bottom. Ostersons took from the bottom to the top. You know, the pre- he's now gone into a different environment where the expectations are high. You know, he gets to spend money that he's never had to spend before. He doesn't have to go looking around in, you know, these basement leagues to try and find a gem. You know, he can if, if he says, I want him, he can probably have him, you know, and that's, you know, regardless of what Bowley's been doing with players, I'm sure Potter's had a say regardless. So it's it's been, you know, it's that sort of environment for him. He just now needs to maybe just let this season go calm down as well you know because it is too easy to be like oh i've got the checkbook oh what am i going to do how many teams blow that money up the wall mm-hmm. you know so you can look back on it go right i'm going to take him out i'm going to take this way i'm going to introduce this he's got the ingredients there he just needs to you know finish that off and i think i think he'll do just fine but he'll, he, I, the problem is is how long will he get into the new season that's the big issue you know but again, yeah, and there's also no what, one else. What does Bowley expect as well? That's another thing. Does he expect you next season to be fighting City, Arsenal, whoever, whoever's up there? For does the money spent, that? for the money spent next season, you, you have to deliver. You have to be what fighting for the title. I think you've got to be in the mix. Yeah, you've That's, got to be. Yeah. If you're not in the so top that, four and you, you're not fighting for the top four and, and by default the title, what's the point of spending that money? Yeah, yeah. So this is it. He might not actually get that long into the new season. Yeah. Well, well, he might not make it. That's more the concern. Yeah, he might not make it. But even if he did, (laughs) he might not get long after that. Yeah. And And I think, I I guess, well, go on, sorry. I know that that was it. I was going to say, I mean, I I guess, firstly, to make a, before we sort of wrap up, to make the case for him staying, like, he has come into a very tough environment with a lot of players Maybe a squad you could argue is not his that he didn't want. You know, players like Aubameyang who were just kind of there. Um, and although yes, Chelsea have spent. You know, everyone says six hundred mil. This this magical figure. The six hundred mil hasn't been spent under Graham Potter, by the way. It's you know, it's still a lot of money. It's probably two fifty three hundred, but it's not all necessarily Potter's squad, Potter's signings. Um, and there has been a lot of new signings, as we know. Now I don't. I don't think there's any manager in the world, being realistic, that could have that many sign-ins, have a squad of like 32, 33, and actually just be successful like that overnight, get them playing how they want. And when you've got the all the pressure and the background noise, you, you know, remember under Potter, we were sort of playing a five at the back. Now he's changed that to a four at the back. And you've seen the switch of the system already. And I do think that is a bit of the outside pressure where he's had to like, he needs results now. So he's had to change things and just try and get short-term results. And he all, he almost ends up going against his, his own policies. And I think the qualities are, 
some of the qualities. I mean, well, actually, wait, to, to make my point on, on the new signing. So against Southampton, five out of the 11 starting lineup was new players. So 45% of our starting lineup is new players who we basically signed this season. So, like, we've got to be realistic. You know, despite the name, he's not a magician uh, and he's not a wizard and he's not going to just click his fingers and everything works out all right. And I think that's that's what we've got to bear in mind. He's not come out in press conferences and, and slated players or slated the owners and, and complained too much. He is just kind of getting his head down, trying to work hard. But ironically, the those qualities of him as a person seems to be going against him right now. The fans are going, oh, he's got no fight, he's got no passion. And I think passion is one of the biggest reasons he may end up getting sacked early because you look at historic Chelsea managers, Tuchel, passion, fighting with Conte, Mourinho, you know, Lampard, passion, 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 love for the club and a bit of fight. And at the minute, we're lacking it from the manager and we're lacking it on the pitch. And I do think if things continue, um, you know, I, I, I still do believe he should be given time. But I'll tell you now, my opinion, if we go and lose to Spurs on, on Sunday, I might change. Because there's one thing that is absolutely unacceptable, and I don't care who you are, but losing to Spurs as a Chelsea manager or player over the years, look look back at the history books, that is the one thing that is unacceptable. And if he's already lost a lot of the fan base, I can tell you now, losing to Spurs, putting up no fight, I think that might just be the end. Um, and well, I guess speaking of the end, that that pretty much wraps us up. I could probably go on for hours talking about Chelsea and Potter. Um, one thing I will say though, if um, obviously we haven't got time to cover it today, but you speak of different managers and new managers, Simeone is available in the summer, and Simeone as a Chelsea manager is something I would absolutely love to see. So if Potter doesn't work out, I might I might have to backtrack on everything I've said about giving him time. Um, yeah, someone with fight, someone with passion, someone who get get underperforming players delivering and fighting. Um, but time time will tell. Um, and that yeah, that that just wraps us up for this week's episode. As always, City, Arsenal, United, Chelsea fans, let us know your thoughts in the comments. As always, like, comment, and subscribe. You know the drill. Thank you.